Welcome to the 33rd episode of Sawdust Nation podcast with AJ from Crafted and NJ, Josh from North Country Woodworking, and Nick from NPG Creations. What's going on, guys? Yo. Hey. It's going to be an exciting episode this week. And Nick, you got something to say? Exactly, I do. I would like to take a quick moment to mention our sponsors. Uh, Total Boat Epoxy has the best epoxy on the market. Uh, from their Halcyon to their high performance, all the way to their deep pour. You won't be disappointed. Give them a visit at www.totalboat.com. And uh, Sticker Beat as well. Stickers that last but don't come unstuck, unless you want them to, of course. They leave no residue behind. They're, they stay out in the cold, the heat, the rain, whatever. They'll still be there when you come back. So check out their customizable packaging tape as well at www.stickerbeat.com. And for 20% off, use the promo code SAWDUSTNATION, all one word, all small letters. Um, <laughs> lastly, our... <laughs> small letters, big name. That's right, small letters, big name. The JTEC Photonics is our uh, last but not least sponsor. Um, JTEC Photonics creates and makes so many outstanding lasers for uh, hobbyist CNC machines all the way up into the pro range CNC machine. Uh, they do standalone systems, uh, any, anything you want. Their photonics uh, expert, Jay, has, um, has over 25 years in the business, and he is an outstanding customer service uh, representative as well. So give him a visit at www.jtechphotonics.com. Nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, now that we got the sponsors out of the way, uh, Josh, I was wondering, what's going on in your shop? <laughs> well, it was a busy uh, week weekend. Um, I got the spray tent set up in the shop, which is an impressive feat alone, because um, it's the extra, what, the, the large it's, or extra large yeah. from Wagner spray tent. And let me tell you, it's huge. like putting a six-person tent or a four-person tent in a one-car garage with outfitted with tools. Now, thankfully, I was able to do this uh, because you know my benches and everything move. And uh, tight fit, I got set up and was able to spray. Can't really spray when it's 18 degrees outside, so uh, I had to do something. I had to get these projects out. So that being said, uh, the noodle board and the decor for the door has left the building, and they're at their home. I got pictures from the client, and they seem pretty happy with them. I have the kitchen helper. It's primed, ready to go, but I had to clean up the tent. And start cutting some other projects. So I had to reset that up and go ahead and finish painting that. I mentioned this on the live Nick and I did last night. But I'll be putting some leveling feet in the bottom so that they can adjust. That way the height and whatnot. That way it's more stable for that kitchen helper. Because if you ever lived in military housing, you know the floors are a little bit unstable. <laughs> and uh, nothing is flat. So no matter how... You know, hard you try to keep things so it'll be nice and stiff. That way they don't fall or rock. That's the only way I can assure that, you know, in their home, it will be that case. So moving on to uh, the Cherry Challenge Coin display that I am doing currently. Everything's been engraved. Everything's been cut. Everything's been sanded. I just need to go in there, glue it up, and then, uh, you know, clean it up, finish it. And that would be going out the door as well. Um, the wine cabinet, I got everything I need. I just need to go purchase it and then bring it home. Um, pricing out a possible. Wait, wait. You got to go purchase the wine cabinet and then you're going to resell it? 
Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to have someone else build it, then charge double. No, um, I have to get the materials. That's really tempting to do. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> well, that's what I, that's how me and Nick met. <laughs> um, the, the anyway, IKEA specials, and you know, just pick it up. Just make sure you remove the IKEA tag on it. Yeah, and you just stamp well, your own. Uh, <laughs> Nick and I pretty much met that way. Um, I got a entertainment center and I fixed it up. And then uh, he bought it off from me. That's how Sold Nick met me. Handmade. That's right. <laughs> I don't know. Did not. Fast forward, fast forward a year and a half, and we're trying to downsize so we can move. So uh, my wife went ahead and cleaned it up, and and I went ahead and put my stamp on it and sold it under mine. No, I'm just, I didn't put my stamp on it. <laughs> <laughs> you but didn't it, even sand his off. You just did it right over it, right next to it with the day. <laughs> Just with an uh, X through the North Country woodwork. <laughs> you know, you know. I don't know if you know this, but that particular entertainment center does fold up flat completely. Well, we had an individual come and pick it up who was driving a Prius. So uh, it was quite funny to see them try to stuff it in their car fully, fully expanded. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a joke there somewhere. But um, moving on to... <laughs> Moving on to other projects. I'm pressing out a uh, table. Uh, someone might want me to build in a floating mantle. Um, I have some other projects in the works or being priced out and talked about, but nothing that's solid quite yet. So that being said, that's pretty much all that's going in my shop currently. Um, AJ, what do you have going on in your shop, man? I, I think everybody keeps getting a little bit more bored of the, my stuff that's in the shop because it's the same exact thing week to week. Um, but I got flags literally every day. I'm getting another order. And um, I'm learning quickly on how to tell people that it's going to be a month before I even start it. Because usually I'd be like, you know, I two or three weeks. I don't know, maybe a week. I mean, how fast you need it? You know, I, I never uh, really put it in better words of saying like, I, I got to take some time on it because, you know, I'm swamped, but I got flags. Um, you just remind me, I still have the noodle board that I got to do, which is a noodle cutting board or out of walnut. And then I believe I got to do an engraving on it. They, but they went for the walnut. They did. Um, nice. I underpriced it. So I'm losing money on it, which is good. You know, that's the name of the game. You underprice stuff to work with walnut and, um, you cry about it, right? You know how no? you can rationalize that? You can rationalize that by building the best noodle board out of whatever you buy or whatever materials and then having them advertise for you. So you're not really losing money. You're just kind of free advertising. Uh, <laughs> you put money you know? into advertising. <laughs> That's right. That, it is, Look, it is true because, you know, I, and it's somebody I work with. They, they asked to... Um, buy it for their friend for their birthday and i priced it out fairly with um uh, pine and then come to find out that they wanted to use it as a uh, cutting board as well which here's the weird part it's a noodle board with raised sides around it so mm -hmm. with it cutting in the middle now how would you guys attach the sides to the base of it now I, i'm going to put them on top of it they're not going to be on the sides of if this makes any sense they're going to be mounted on the top of the uh, walnut base and i was thinking of just gluing and maybe brad nailing from underneath 
Yeah, I mean, that glue is going to hold it just fine. I just did one of these. It's a raised uh, noodle board, and basically, you know, I lined it up. I did the whole um, glue clamp method, which is basically uh-huh. using a wood glue and then using a super glue such as um, Sarbon adhesives, and yep. that's what I used. And, uh, yeah, you know, I didn't have to brad nail anything because of the glue. Once it dried, it's it's solid. The only okay. thing I ever brad nail on my noodle boards is when I attach the two slats where the handles go. Um, okay. I will brad nail that down because um, I don't want that to move. You know, it's pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's at least three sides where it needs to be lined up perfectly. That's how I do it, man. So is it, I, so you're. You only do two two raised edges, or it was the one that you oh just I did all four fully okay. It was and, completely uh, raised about an inch and a quarter high. Because so you're gonna have the, three the raised handles, edges, four, oh, four all the way so, around. Yeah. So four raised edges with a flat top, or the edges raised up above the uh, the surface as well. It, they're gonna be above it, so pretty much the it's gonna be like a. Um, I don't even know how low the cutting area would be, maybe like an inch below, like the top of those edges. So the other might thing I, is the sides are going to have to. Yeah. Might I suggest <clears throat> running dados down In the that sides? Case, yeah. And then, because that's going to give you more surface area for the gr- for the glue, and you won't have to run any sort of hardware in there. Uh, it's just going to, you know, you you could you either miter like it or do a but- rabbit. Yeah, you. So you you'd run rabbits. Um, yeah. Well, a rabbits at the edge, isn't it? Um, it rabbits yeah. at the. Okay, so it depends on how you want it. From my understanding, your top is going to be completely flat. If that's not the yep. case, and you want the edges to poke up on either side, you want to do a dado like Nick is suggesting, so that you have more surface area for the glue. It's going to hold better. Now, if you're going to do it where you want it to line up. You can do a rabbit on the sides and to hide the grain a little better. I'm, I was using really dark stains, so I wasn't concerned about that myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but with you using the walnut, you, you might want to think about how you want to hide the different grains because you're going to have a face grain and, and an edge grain yep. depending on how you do it. So the mm-hmm. uh, rabbit dado, I yeah, I, I would definitely go down that road. Um but it really depends on how you're designing it, too. Hmm. I'm definitely going to have to draw it up because the dado is kind of throwing me off a little bit only because um, I'm not really honestly too sure about where. But anyway, we'll we'll get into that um, at another date. But um, <laughs> the, the, uh, the noodle board is definitely uh, on the back burner right this second since i got so many other things going on um i got commissioned for i think i brought this up last week um a in front of the bed bench storage bench thing i picked up all the lumber for that um didn't realize that lumber had gone up again and um so i actually contacted the customer i had to raise it up a little bit and they were fine with it so that was good and um just flags i mean flags 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 literally i think in the past Three days, I got four more orders or something like that for just flags. So, um, and they're, they're all either, you know, they're all large ones and they're all custom painted, um, with their emblem on it, patch, something, you know, to deal with that. So, uh, just got a lot of stuff going on. 
And um, I'm trying to think if I got anything new in the shop that I could boast about. No, I did not. So, <laughs> Nick, I know we all want to know. And, I mean, we're staring at it. You know, if, if you guys were here, you could see it for yourself. But what's going on in your shop besides that thing behind you? Oh, so I got a couple things, but not much since I'm shutting down operations. Um, so I got like the last podcast I mentioned, I got the upgrade kit for my CNC machine in and I installed everything to come to find out that I'm missing a, a bearing, which is very disheartening because I still have two orders. So the whole story goes, right? Uh, I have two orders left. I'm not going to upgrade my machine until I get these orders knocked out. And then I was like thinking to myself, I could get this whole upgrade kit on in like an afternoon, no problem, and then knock out the last two orders like super fast because my machine's supercharged now. Wrong. I'm missing a bearing, so I have to wait till Thursday uh, to get that bearing in because that's when the, the United States Post Office is supposed to deliver it. And um, yeah, then I'll knock out the rest of my orders. Two left. Got a flag and a large sign. And that's it, man. Then I'm, I'm disassembling all my workbenches and packing up the rest of my tools. Um, I literally only have out what I need to accomplish these last two, uh, last two um, projects. But uh, other than that, I'm just, you know, living the dream over here. Um, I've kind of been lost. I haven't ha- been able to do anything. Haven't had any orders to be able to accomplish, so... You know, I've been mm-hmm. kind of just wandering around, staring at the walls. Um, <laughs> if you and hey, so for the folks who did message me about getting a sticker or sticker swapping with me, I haven't forgot about you. I just mailed a ton of stickers off today to a bunch of different folks. So um, be advised, it's in the mail. Um, other than that, that's all really I have going on in my shop at the moment. Um, that being said. We have some questions to answer, right? Don't we? Josh, we got some questions. Thank you to our listeners to writing in and giving these questions to us so we can uh, talk about them on the podcast. The first question is from Wooden Whiskers Trading Company. Hey, guys. How's it going? Tyler here, Wooden Whiskers Trading Company. Just wanted to say thanks for having the live last week. I had a lot of fun and look forward to next month. Quick question for the podcast. What's your favorite joint? Is it a half lap? Is it a dovetail? Do you like rabbits? Just kind of wanted your thoughts and uh, look forward to hearing what you have to say. Take care. That sticky icky joint, you know? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, you started. Oh, yeah, you go ahead, man. You, <laughs> I started. Okay. <laughs> so I mentioned it earlier. I think the easiest joint that gives a little bit of, uh, gives it just a little bit of professional look instead of just like, nailing two boards together uh would be that dado or that rabbit joint um you get a little more stability out of the out of the joint and you have a lot more glue surface area when you go to to actually glue something up now i think Mm -hmm. the prettiest joint to look at is is like a dovetail joint but um the easiest and my go-to uh would be that that dado or that rabbit joint how about you uh aj what do you think um, I don't deal with too many joints. Um, but when I was making that pain, I can't even say it, just a pain in the butt joint, um, box that Nick knows all, not Nick. man, I'm getting you guys all confused. And my, uh, anyway, 
that I was talking to Josh about, that box that I was building, I didn't want it to be, you know, just stuck together, like you said, you know, butt to butt and then just, or I'm sorry, um, the two pieces and nail them together. So I said, let me do some half lap joints. That was the first time I ever did it. Um, and it, it added that little bit of character to it. So almost like a rabbit. Um, but I would love to get into dovetails. Uh, I, you know, I, I once heard from another maker, I think his name was Josh, that there's this, uh, Porter cable dovetail box joint thing that you can buy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to pick one up one day and maybe give it a try and see how well it works. But I, it's kind of out of my price range right this second. <laughs> what? Edgy just got to go downstairs and lift it up. There it is. It's easier than Amazon. What what do you mean it's downstairs? Yeah, you would forget about it. Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, half laps are nice. Um, Like you said, they add some character to it and you get the different grain patterns. Um, Dovetails are beautiful. Um, I was actually surprised that a piece of, and this is going to shock you guys, but a piece of furniture that I bought at Bob's Furniture actually has dovetails. And I was blown away by that. I've never seen there that are, on like stuff, like furniture that like from that kind of place. Yeah, some of the big box stores that sell furniture, they do have joinery. I mean, it's all machined, but mm. for drawers and stuff like that. Um, if you look around close enough, now IKEA, I I don't think you're gonna find a joint there that's not, you know, hardware. But uh, yeah, I, I have seen it here and there. Yeah, so. What about you, Josh? What about your favorite joints? Well, I do have the Porter cable, and uh, that that makes some beautiful dovetails. I like to try to do some hand-cut dovetails because, you know, let's face it. Dovetails are, you know, a pleasure to look at. They're strong. I mean, like, overall, it's one of the better joints I like out there. Um, and I know I can produce them fast because of the Porter cable, but, you know, doing hand-carved dovetails is not a must for a woodworker, but I feel like it's a rite mm. of passage. And uh, everyone should at least try it at one point in time. I mean, more likely you already have the tools or you should because you're going to use them for other stuff as well. Um, but, you know, splines, um, not really. They're you're great for adding, you know, a little to the edge of a box or something. Um, mm. You know, finger joints or the box joints. I like those too. Um you know, in the beginning, I wasn't really much for them, but then they kind of grew on me. I mean, they're effective, they're strong, and uh, depending if you do it, how you do it, with the different types of wood, it, it can look pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I haven't done much joinery, but I would like to get into it more this year. I think I will be, especially with some upgrades in the shop. You so. know, I actually have to... Um <clears throat> at some point, I had a customer that's been a repeat customer multiple times ask me if I can make frames for them for uh, some pieces of art that they have. You know, like um, those, those um, I don't remember. Oh, canvas. They they actually asked if I could stretch canvas. So I looked I've it up real it, quick yeah. to, see, to see if I could do it, you know, easily with the table saw and like maybe a miter saw. But you can't. I came to find that out. It's a joke, guys. It's a joke. You can laugh. No, I'm just joking. Anyway, moving on. This is a tough crowd tonight. (laughs) Anyway, thank you. Thank you, everybody. It was a pleasure. Um, If you were to make frames, you do half laps with um, some dowels in it. Like, you know, you screw, you drill through the half lap and then you put the dowels. So then you even get more contrast through that. 
you could do splines and whatnot um, on that as well. But I saw some dowel joinery like that, and it actually looked pretty nice. They took, I think, like ash and um, I want to say walnut dowels, and they were actually really, really nice. I mean, so. joinery, you can get really creative with. I've seen amazing joinery um, and then just effective joinery. So I, it really depends on how far or what you want to accomplish. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely like to start adding that. I don't make boxes very often, but I would like to incorporate more uh, joints into my boxes when I do create them. But yeah, yeah. You guys uh, want to move on to the next question? Anything to add to that last one? That's it, man. Let's do it. Okay, let me pull up. Uh, we got the next question we have from Kumo's Workshop. Send us a voice clip as well. Hello, boys. Noel here from Kumo's Workshop with a question on tools. As you guys know, I still got quite a bit of a way to go as to equipping the shop. So, speaking drill presses, what would you guys consider to be a good starting drill press? And also, what is it that they are talking about on the inches, like 8-inch drill press, 10, 12? Because originally, I thought that it was the distance that the working surface where you would put your piece, the piece that you're going to work on, would travel up and down. But then I started seeing a 14-inch tabletop drill press and then a 14-inch floor standing drill press, which obviously... One has way more travel than the other in that aspect. So, thank you. Have a good one. So, Nick, the last one. AJ, your thoughts. Hmm. Okay. So, I got a floor standing drill press uh, from my... used to be at my job. Then another guy took it, and then I somehow got it. But it's a big floor standing. I mean, it's almost like, I think, five foot or something like that. Or no, actually higher than that. But um, I, I wish I knew how far the distance was. But all I have to say is I kind of wish I had a bench top. I don't use it as much. And then a bench top one, I could put it on a cart, roll it around. Because um, the floor standing, they're pretty top heavy. So if you were to make like a base for it, God forbid that thing caught on something, you know, then uh, <clears throat> it might tip over. Because that's my fear. You know, I want to put it on wheels, but I don't know how to without making like this gigantically oversized mm -hmm. base for it. Um, if you're not going to use a drill press a ton, I would look at probably, I mean, you hear good things and bad things about the when. Um, I mean, but for entry level drill presses and, you know, something if you're not going to use it, you know, by drilling, you know, two feet through something. I mean, you could get a bench top, make a cart get it out of your way when you're not using it and then move it in the way when you need it. Um, for the inches, um, we were talking before and we learned that the inches mean from the pole that the head is on to the center of the drill chuck. So if you have an eight inch, it means that there's four inches from the pole to the drill chuck that in turn can put a, a whole dead center of an eight inch piece. So if they're saying a 15 inch, then it's a 15 inch piece that you can put on there. And it's actually seven and a half inches from the pole to the center of the chuck. And that'll get you dead center in that 15 inch piece. Um, it's definitely not referring to its height because that would be a real small drill press. Um, I don't know where, what you would use it for without drilling like <laughs> microscopic holes in something. But, um, 
Yeah, I would I would have gone with a I, I got it for free, so I can't complain. It's a it's an older Dayton. So I when I use it, it comes in handy, but I just wish it was mobile. So what about you, Nick? So honestly, I would my so my answer is gonna be the same. If you're just if you're just starting out or if you're just trying to get capability and get it as fast as possible, I would get with whatever you can afford. Uh look on the mm-hmm. Facebook market. For some reason, everybody's selling a drill press on Facebook Market, <laughs> which I don't understand yeah. why. Um, but that's where I got mine. I got a floor standing Porter cable. It's the um, it's the eight amp, twelve speed floor floor drill press, um, and it's available at Lowe's. It's around five hundred dollars new. I got mine used, slightly used for a lot less, but um, that's what I would do. Uh, I did. I never. Never had a drill press. Well, I did have a drill press, but I never had a floor floor standing drill press. So uh, my capabilities are kind of you know they expanded when I got that. Um, before that, I didn't have. There was a span of time where I didn't actually have a drill press, um, and I felt the pain of drilling angles, you know, right angles and all that stuff. But now, uh, not only do I have this floor standing drill press, I also ordered a. Um, it's like a portable drill guide from Rockler. Um, so you can essentially do the same job as a drill press, but you just need your uh, your handheld drill, and you attach it to the, the guides, and it, it'll give you uh, different angles and stuff like that. You can, you know, clamp it to whatever you're trying to drill, and it will it'll drill that, that angle perfectly. Um, that, that's only about 200 bucks. You can get a, the lesser model without without the clamp in it for yeah. I think it's like a little over a hundred dollars, um, but that's probably the cheapest route you can go. And but you know what though, it's effective. If you don't have room in your shop for a giant drill press or even room on your bench top for a bench top, I would go with that. Uh, that's mm-hmm. all I got to say about that. What about you, Josh? Um, I have the Delta Shopmaster. I got it when I got my um, my joiner. You know, it was kind of a the guy was moving, trying to get rid of some of his tools, and he was like, hey, you know, do you want this? I'm like, I do, but it's too much. And he reduced the price, and I was able to take it home that day. And that is a 12-inch. And tabletop, and I, I like my tabletop. Like, honestly, uh, AJ has a point. Like, I'm able to put a tool chest underneath it. I can utilize that for stuff in the shop, so I have storage for the tiny little things that I don't want out. Um, I've only come across a couple times where I've needed something larger and what Nick has would have solved that issue easy, honestly. Um, and I, you know, I, in the future, my plan on getting something similar to what Nick has, there's cheaper ones in Amazon. I don't think mm-hmm. at the moment I'm going to go ahead and get, you know, the one from Rockler, but we'll see. You never know if I could find a pretty decent uh, price one. I will, but, um, if you're going to get a drill press, man, you're going to get, Try to get one that has enough power to do what you need it to do. Mm-hmm. The when has enough power to do most of what you're going to want to do on that. Um, and, you know, you could find them all over Marketplace. You guys hit on this already. They're, don't buy new. Buy, use one. Figure out what you need, what works in your shop, and go from there. Yeah, but, man. Uh, so I think it's important to note that people aren't just out there – killing their drill press either it's not like a tool you're gonna no you're you're gonna like abuse i mean 
unless you're trying to, I don't know, I can't even think of a situation where you would, you would even begin remotely begin to damage your your drill press unless you have you never replace your. Here's let me throw this to you guys. If you had to choose between a drill press and getting a miter saw, what would be your first pick? Miter saw. Miter saw. Exactly. So the point I'm trying to get at here, okay, is if you have other tools you might need that's in your shop that might be safer, better for you and increase your workflow, that might be where you want to invest that money. The drill press, there's literally a $30 option of what Nick was talking about on Amazon. And you can go ahead and purchase that. And that's going to do everything you need it to do until you find that good deal marketplace. That's correct. That's why I said get what you, you know, can afford, buddy. To be quite honest with you, um, that Rockler guide is actually looking pretty good. I know Josh and I were talking about this. Woodpeckers just came out with one. And um, we were talking about it. I don't <laughs> think it can do angles. But um, now that I'm seeing this Rockler one, this could have come in handy because I was drilling, a, if you remember back a while back, I did those that rack that you know Josh and I were talking about for uh, keeping some finished products on there, and it has adjustable pegs. Well, the problem is I'm not a human drill press, and my angles were just slightly off, so one peg is higher than the other, and this could have come in handy because you're not a human drill press. Well, no, you could have stacked the two rails and then the holes at the same time so they'd be equal to each other. What do you mean stack? There's always a workaround. Angle, though. <laughs> I know, but you take the two two rails, clamp them together, and then when you drill uh-huh. the hole, no matter if you mess up the angle or not, they're going to be the same on both sides. Yeah, but I didn't go all the way through. Mm. Yeah, okay. You went. <laughs> I didn't you want could've. to go all the way through. Why? Why not? Because I have OCD. Oh, so geez, we're not talking we about go. full penetration here, guys. We're just talking about <laughs> no, no full penetration. That dowel you gotta, does not go all the way through. You got to hit the back, man. You got to go all so, the way no. through. No, I do. I hit the back of that hole each time because it didn't go all the way through. I would have hit the cinder block at that point. So ch- check it out. The the reason <clears throat> check check. I'm, I agree with AJ. The reason I actually pulled the trigger on that that portable drill guide was because of another uh, woodworker, William Douglas from William Douglas Co. He has it. And I, I don't know. He just gave it a, a review on one of his videos, a quick review. And he was telling the camera, basically, look, there's a, there's a, a dozen of them out there for uh, available for purchase. Some more expensive, some less expensive. But from my experience, this thing is, is the bee's knees. So that's why I went and got it. Just, I trust William Douglas from William Douglas Co. He's one of my idols. So. Now, let's just now, if you have this for 150 on Rockler, plus shipping, whatnot, let's just say you're at 160. You can, let's just say, get a drill press for 160. Which one would you go with? Your capability, it, it, it depends on what you want to get out of it. So are you making cornhole boards or are you, are you doing drilling steel? You know what I mean? Yeah. There's there's different things you 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 would use it for. Like, if it was me to do it all over again, would I go out and get this drill press or go get this this drill guide? I'd probably get the drill guide because a I don't have the room in my shop for a drill press, but I found room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and b the drill guide I can I can move around the shop, and 
drill whatever angle I want and not have to mm-hmm. worry about, um, you know, now if I wanted to do that, I'd have to, I have to bring the piece to the drill press. Uh, yep. You know, so it, you got to weigh it out. Well, I mean, <clears throat> since we are going all around, you know, um, the world with this podcast, if anybody's interested in a 60 gallon air compressor, that's 220 volt, I'll throw a drill press in there. Um, and then I can pick up this rockler. Because honestly, if I can get rid of my drill press, then that opens up enough space that I can now put, because I, I just picked up uh, an oscillating sander from Rigid, and I can make a cart and keep that right there. Um, I ha- If this would honestly suit everything I need, because I'm not drilling, even if I do a cornhole board, I'm mm-hmm. lucky enough that I have a CNC that can take the brunt of that and cut the hole perfect, because I did it with a six-inch hole saw, and I will never ever in my lifetime ever do that again that was the the scariest thing i've ever done i've drilled a lot of holes before and i've done excellent on drilling them holes but that was a horrible experience i will never drill that hole ever again in in that cornhole board oh yeah once you get kicked back on that drill hard enough you could break your wrist you know you gotta watch out for those uh making big holes like that well, I mean, I know how to brace myself when I'm drilling a hole like that. You know, I, I take a good stance. I put my forearms into it. I grab it and like I, I hold on for dear life. And power stance. You've been watching that drill take you for a ride each and every time. You gotta start I, I, slow know, and ease into it, man. I, no, full bore. I go on. I don't even go on number two. I'm sorry, number one. I go number two. Hammer drill. That's what I do. Just hammer drill it in. Anyway. Moving on. Real bad path. Um, Next question. Honestly, I I like that rockler. Thank you for bringing that up. And uh, drill presses for sale. Hit me up. Crafted in NJ. Yo, yo. Oh, we're we're selling our tools on here? Hell yeah. Why not? Whatever, Josh. You're the last (laughs) one to list your tools on here. Hey, I didn't list my tools. I mentioned it. And just to let you guys know, I did sell those tools. Okay. Uh, Did you? Because of the podcast. I need to know. Was it because of the podcast? Absolutely not. No, we went on marketplace. I got rid of some tools in the shop that I just didn't need. In fact, I just sold uh, my router, benchtop router table to a uh, person Nick works with. So met him. Didn't Long you bearded just guy. Get that? Long bearded guy. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I did, but I'm getting something in the shop where it's going to have a router table. So I'm I don't getting oh, something yeah, yeah. in the shop. What 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 oh. what is you were getting? Oh, I I wasn't gonna say anything until I got it in the shop. I know. Shop. I, that's I know. I'm just busting your chops. Nick wanted to say something. He wanted to out you on something. I think I know who you who bought it from you. So we can talk about it offline later. Yeah. Good guy. I, for oh, the yeah. three seconds I seen him. Okay. So, uh, anyway, we got more questions. Bro? We got <laughs> yeah, we do. Go ahead, Nick. So Sam. Uh, emailed us and he writes uh, two questions for the week Uh, i know you've talked about your favorite species of wood to work with but i don't think i've heard of your least favorite what would that be for each of you and this is a two-part so he's getting a twofer here and for drill bits (laughs) is it worth (laughs) it to invest in the top of the line ones or are bits something that can be corner cut as far as savings in the shop uh can't wait to hear the new episode, Sawdust for All, your friend Sam. So, what do you think? What do you think, Josh? 
So I'll hit on the first one real quick. Um, honestly, it depends on the day. Like, I don't like working on pine, and it's not because it's cheap, it can warp and all that. It's just because it dents easy, and God forbid, you know, it can chip. Um, it's not very sturdy um, when it comes to woodworking. You don't want to really make joints out of it. Um, it becomes more of a pain. It, once you start working with more and more hardwood, you realize that it is more durable, easier to work with, and it's just it's this a very smooth transition. Like I can take like the cherry coin challenge coin holder I'm doing right now. I literally can buy the wood, mill everything up, get it ready, and it's it's all it's sanded and it's almost together. It's quick. Now if I did that with pine, it's this constant back and forth of getting everything lined up and then if something chips and then like you know, I'm probably going to have to stain it. And then when you mess with stain, you can't have no glue lines whatsoever. So you're trying to mask that and, you know, make sure that doesn't happen. Um, so unfortunately, I have nothing against pine. But for those reasons, pine, you have to leave the island. And then for the bits, my take on that is I get Dewalt bits. That's what I've been buying. They work great. Um, they're not cheap but they're cheap enough where if i break a bit i'm not going to be hurting and uh you know i have i think three containers of bits from dewalt that i just go through i have like a new set that i don't touch until i start breaking some of the old and i just go through um that's that's my take aj what's your thoughts <clears throat> least favorite wood that's a it's a hard one for me because I mean, is it we a hard all have wood? the same kind of. No, it's it's not. Um, I will say that it is it is pine. Even though I do all my flags in pine, I have more issues with pine. And yes, I know we all know Home Depot stuff is not good. It's not kiln dried right. They flash kiln dry it. They call it kiln dried and they wave what? the wood by the kiln the kiln and no, then they roll it they to the next station by. yeah they drive it by with the truck going 30 miles an hour <laughs> yep yep kiln dried I looked at it for a minute there we go let me tell you i i actually picked up because um my local home depot was uh running low on my barrels and um they didn't have any so i said let me go to lowe's and See what they got. Just try something different. Maybe I'll find one that works out better. Um, they only had Douglas fir, and I've had issues with Douglas fir in the past um, with a lot of warping. This stuff was like almost 20% moisture, and then finally I got it down. You know, So it worked out, but pine, I mean, I literally I cut it one day with straight, and then <laughs> I walked past it five minutes later, and the thing's like twisting on itself. I can walk. Here's how bad this stuff moves and how bad I hate pine is I had a piece of the Douglas fir I cut off and it was sitting there in my shop. I turned everything off and it was dead quiet. I heard it actually cracking. It was releasing all its tension. I don't know if you've ever had that happen or I was yep. just hearing mm -hmm. voices, but pine is not fine. It's, it's fine to practice with. It's fine to make my flags with, but I want to transition over to ash. For those, anyway, that was a long rant about pine. Um, well, for drill, you're not grit, wrong. You're, you're yeah. not wrong with the pine, man. I, there, I said this the other day too. There are some projects where it doesn't make sense to make out of much of anything else. 
especially for the price point people want it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't think I should start doing the wavy flags out of Bloodwood? You don't think anybody would like? No, I pay, like, absolutely think you should actually do a hardwood uh, flag and a wavy I one at to. that. I think it would yeah, be amazing. Uh, you should do it as like a promo showpiece and and just use it for advertisement. And if somebody makes you an offer or or whatnot, you can say it's available and put whatever price you want on it. But you know that just we shows could do your a cap- raffle. <laughs> that just shows your capability. And when people see that, I I have a feeling that the higher you know, I don't want to say higher end customers, but the customers who are willing to pay more would that would catch their attention and be like. Whoa! This dude makes this stuff. Like I need one, you know. Yeah, I've talked about it a thousand and one times to Josh because I have a ton of spalted maple sitting in my shop. Um, I also have really gorgeous sy- uh, sycamore that was quarter sawn, mm-hmm. quarter sawn. And, oh, that was um, a little bit of Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, um, but. I was thinking of doing either the spalted maple with some bloodwood as the red stripes, and then I just I get hung up on what I should do the um, union, union with. Make the union the same color as the red stripes. That's why. See, how, do you the, see that 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 walnut flag I did? Yeah, union was the same color as the red stripes, and the white mm. stripes were um, were curly maple. So yep, it would yep. be more of like a subdued style flag, but I mean it still yeah. works and it's gorgeous. Less is more so, sometimes, yeah. Yeah, without going because, like I said, I wanted to do the bloodwood just so then I get the true red and white. Um, I was almost thinking of maybe doing it might be a clash, but maybe purple heart or a walnut. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to be too crazy. So I think of what I'm. I think of what I'm going to do is the walnut. Um, red stripes and the maple white stripes like you said and um glue it up that way do a whole thing i wow you guys are twinning if everybody wants to know both josh and nick have rain energy drinks who is now not officially sponsoring the sawdust nation podcast get your rain on anyway uh i always say anyway when i'm uncomfortable so as you can tell i'm uncomfortable because i have nothing i no idea what to say oh drill bits that's what we were talking about um i will say that i've had in the past horrible drill bits and um for instance i went to the freight of the harbor and got some uh forstner bits that were duller than dull i don't think they i think they skipped over the sharpening process and i actually had to file past the sharpener (laughs) Yes, I I had to take a file to them to get them to cut, and um, and uh, it wasn't fun. So after fighting with them constantly, I finally picked up a um, I picked up an an Amana brand called Timberline on Amazon. Uh, you can get them from Amana or Tools today. And uh, the bit set was a sixteen piece Fostner bit. Uh, it's a six seven zero one six zero. I have to say that is the best set I've ever tried and literally 70 bucks on Amazon. And I know I'll have them for a while. So if one burns out, I could always buy another, but it's just the same thing with router bits. You buy cheapo router bits. Mm -hmm. You're going to get a lot of burning. You're going to go through them quicker. Granted they're cheaper, but let's just say you buy an amount of bit that's going to last you, you know, 
twice, three times, four times as long, but you go cheap and you buy, you know, let's just say the pack of a thousand drill bits where you don't need half those sizes. And one, you're not using all the drill bits in that set. Or you could buy a smaller set for a little bit more, but those bits are going to last you longer and they're capable of being sharpened, which is, a uh, you know, maybe some of the cheaper ones you really can't sharpen as well. Maybe the tools no, the steel I, isn't as I, good. Yeah, the steel wouldn't allow for sharpening. On top of that, man, mm. you bring up a really good point. You use a, I'm going to say Harbor Freight, not to, you know, go on that road, but get a Harbor Freight bit, use it on a piece, say chamfer, do a chamfer bit. Then do a, a mono tool chamfer bit and right next to it. One, mm-hmm. you're going to have to sand for days. The other one is ready. You don't have to sand because it's a, it's a good bit. If you buy a good enough bit, you're not going to have to do, if any sanding, just very light sanding on it. I will say I, I picked up a router a while back, probably well over a year ago. And the guy threw in a, a Ryobi set of bits and, Brand new, never used, and I used a chamfer bit uh, the other day to do that under bevel on that uh, cutting board. And I have to say, if I did that under bevel with a uh, cheapo bit, even worse than the Ryobi's, it would have burnt. It would have left a lot of like uh, fibers. I would have had to sand it. I, I just said, let me see how smooth this is. And it was almost as smooth as the top of the cutting board after I got done sanding it, which was really nice because I have less sanding time. So you want to definitely invest your money because even if the cheaper bits, now you're going to have to buy another set or another bit and it's going to cost you double now. And then you could have spent that money on a good bit and you would have been done. One shot deal. I mean, I know we have one specific tool that I I know uh, probably Nick's going to touch on, but if let's just say you bought a cheaper version of this specific tool that that uh, be talked about, now you might have to buy another one. The one that we have is going to last a lifetime, and I know it just by the quality of it, the feel of it. So um, I'm gonna before I get too passionate about drill bits, as you can tell, <laughs> Nick, what do you think about this question? So my least was it my least favorite wood? Correct? Are we still on that? Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no worries, man. <laughs> My least favorite wood to work with is pine, just because I just I just hate it. It's it's like what you said. You get it from. It's fine to make like a set of cornhole boards or something that's not gonna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it is whatever. But <clears throat> at the end of the day, the splintering and the cracking and just the, yep. the how soft it is when it dents if you if you knock it against something. It's just not my oh, favorite. It's horrible. Um, yeah. But I do have to say, when I do go select pine planks or two by fours or whatever, I do inspect the end grain on each one to make sure I'm not getting that pith or what do you, some people call it the heartwood, where you have that center center ring from the tree because mm-hmm. that's guaranteed to turn into uh, it's about to twist like a candy cane when you get it home. That thing is gonna warp, twist, I, cup, bow, everything. So. I did not know. Now I will inspect. Yeah, so... Uh, Talking about dimension lumber, I just got rid of a bunch of scraps from the shop, and I had a three-foot section of a two-by-six, and my wife's like, you're throwing that away? I'm like, yeah. And I, I turned it over and let her look at it, and it has cupped so bad that, like, you could probably put some water and make a trough out of it. Wow. And it was... 
it wasn't the pith. It wasn't, you know, it was, you know, I, I always look at the grain to make sure that, but the grain, it was following the grain direction. It absolutely did. Mm. And it was just so wet when I got it. I sat in the shop for a while and it just started cupping. Yeah. You got to watch out for cuppage. So, yeah. And then as far as the drill bits go, uh, I'm going to go with the same answer I had before is whatever you can afford at the time is going to get the job done for you. You might have to do a little extra work or extra sanding or, or stacking that wood on top of something else, uh, another piece of uh, scrap to drill a hole so you don't get blowout. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all, I don't want to say we're amateurs, but I think we're all like, we're not in this full time. So we have, we have regular jobs and then we have this. So our goal is to be better. Um, but initially just starting out. Yeah. That Ryobi bit set, that's what I started with. And then I moved up, I got the DeWaltz. And then once I started Mm -hmm. seeing you know, getting a little more revenue in some things, I, was, I started being able to purchase more high-end stuff. So uh, what AJ was talking about is the uh, Amana 5527, and that's the um, the countersink bit that they have. The thing is amazing. Uh, I had a cheap <coughs> set of countersinks. Now I have this, and uh, it's like night and day. But for years, I'd say for at least three years, I used the cheap set of countersinks from... Uh, from the Home Depot or whatever. So it'll get the job done. I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not knocking any of the lower end tools or the Harbor Freights because we are all, we all started somewhere, right? But, uh, we did. And, you know, it's like you said, it's what you can afford at the time. But um, there is sometimes you want to, you want to do some research prior to you just, mm-hmm. you know, because I jumped the gun. I jumped the gun hardcore on some of these you know, cheaper stuff. And if I just waited that little bit of extra time, maybe sold something else, maybe I didn't need it right then and there, then I could go out and buy that more expensive one and, and have it. Now I have those, those other Forstner bits just sitting downstairs, um, in my toolbox, you know, and I'm just going to throw them away because it, it was a waste for me, you know, and I'm glad that I was able to now afford a, a better set, but I'm still going to be able to use them for a lifetime. I don't know why Josh is laughing. The force Use him. <laughs> Just use him as long darts. Um, yeah. But you didn't know, man. The whole reason we started our lives, the whole reason we started this podcast is to let you guys know our journey, right? So I think everyone here, everyone that's listening has bought a set of cheap whatever, realized like, oh, yeah, these are not going to work because they're not sharp or not going to work the way you thought. And then – you know, later bought more expensive, realizing that, mm-hmm. you know, quality sometimes does matter, even if it's a little pricier. Yeah. You're right about that. Oh, no, no. We have oh. another question, don't we? We do. I so. We're oh, deploying AJ? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. See, I'm being proactive and uh, trying to get stuff typed up. So we got a question sent into our podcast um, Instagram, and that is from MMC Clennon Woodworks. I'm probably screwing your name up, but just um, know it's it's out of the goodness of our hearts. Um, M. McLennan? But he, yeah, M. McLennan Woodworks. Anyway, before I screw it up even more, 
He asks, hey guys, I know Josh and AJ both have spray finishers. I just got one for Christmas, and I was wondering how you guys like your spray shelters, or if there are any you would recommend getting. Um, I'm curious on which uh, sprayer he has. And um, for spray shelters, it's really going to depend on your um, available space, because I know that in my shop, I have no available space, and the Home right medium spray shelter is a quick setup spray shelter that has proved itself time and time and time again. I probably have 400 layers of clear coat in it and I keep peeling it up every once in a while. Um, it has been through the ringer multiple times. It's being held together by tie bands. Uh, I have a brand new one sitting in my shop, but I'm waiting for this one to legitimately fall apart on me where I can't use it anymore. Um, but I wanted something a little larger and, and I know Josh is going to touch on this a little bit later, but home right sells one that's a medium you can fit, you can stand in it. You're a little hunched over. I'm five ten. you know, it, it's, it's tight, but you know, I can fit a, a four foot flag in it, not side to side. I can fit it front to back. It does hang out a little bit, but it protects and keeps all that spray contained, which is what we want, especially in our shops. Um, I also run a shop. I don't know if you do this, Josh, but I, I run a shop vac in it. So it'll suck up some overspray, um, which does help. If I don't run it, my whole shop is filled with overspray. And um, if I do run it, it's very minimal. So uh, with that, I would stick with the home right. Um, if you have enough space, you can get the large, which is very large. It's like they go from like this, like medium, which is like, oh, no, this is pretty nice to this gigantic living. I mean, you can move in if you wanted to. I think there's even a front to it, if I'm not mistaken, right? You don't have a front on yours? Nope. Oh, I think the home right has a front so that if, if it's, uh, windy, you can put it down, um, and contain everything. But, um, I would say home right. What about you, Nick? Are you doing spray or in a spray shelter? I have a small one. I don't know what brand it is. I got it at Woodcraft a few years ago. Um, but I mean, I rarely use it. So I, mm-hmm. I don't use a, a spray gun. I'm st- still out of the rattle can. So <laughs> I, I really hey, don't have a dog. It's still spray. Fine, you know? Yeah. Well, so a lot, what I do is I, I keep my, my spray tent if I do put it up uh i will have the um i have like a my dust collector hose with a giant mouth Mm -hmm. attachment and i'll turn it on and i'll put that mouth towards the back of that um that spray tent because there's an opening in the back to accept a a ventilation yep and um that's what i'll do uh other than that that i mean this question's kind of i wish i had a, a spray gun this way i could you know, you guys have more capability than I do. I just just buy my 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 Home Depot uh, spray paint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, I know I know Josh has uh, which one, the Home Right sprayer, right? Uh yeah, the Home Right sprayer. Yep. Yeah, you know, if you're you're looking because the one I almost bought that one, and um, my pops was toying around and got some discount on this Wagner when he was looking for stuff when I bought this house and we never used it like we thought we were going to. So then once I started this woodworking thing, the Wagner Flexio 4000, the nicest 
part to it is I could buy separate con- containers that have their own nozzle to them. So um, then you can keep one for, you know, satin, one for gloss, one for semi-gloss. And uh, in theory, you don't even have to clean them out. So you don't have to, you know, put something different in it. That's I, I want to go with the home, right? Like because everybody was using it, it's all self-contained. Yours, yours doesn't have a hose or anything. Yours is all in the handle, right? Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. plug it in and basically go. Yeah, I, the Wagner. The only difference is I got the I got a hose from a main contraption to the handle, so it's a it's it's a little bit different. But I want to I'm going to stick with that one. I, I I have to say, even for the price point, um, if you know, once you get into spraying, you know, if uh, Nick, even look at the Wagners, you know, um, I'm I'm very surprised by how well it finishes. I would love to have a Fuji, but I like my Wagner. <laughs> Yeah, I'll get to that bridge when I when I move. I'm I'm gonna have more space to put in like a permanent little area where I can spray and with ventilation. But right now mm-hmm. it's wherever I can find space at the time, which is mostly. Uh, honestly, I put down some some uh, trash bags or um, plastic on my table saw and set up that. Uh, mm-hmm. I set up that little tent up there when I do spray stuff. So. Okay. And uh, Josh, what do you think about it? So um, off the bat, when I first started, I did a uh, big project, and it required me to get the Wagner um, Wagner uh, Studio Spray Tent. It has a built-in floor, and it's about fifty-six bucks on um, Amazon. And I went ahead and got the Home Right C eight hundred nine seventy-one Paint Sprayer Super Finish Max, and it came with different nozzles. Um, you can get different um, bottles for it. That way you can, you know, fill multiple and then go back and just continue uh, spraying if you need to. It's a very mm-hmm. capable sprayer. Um, I, I am happy I have the Wagner tent. I There's nothing wrong with it other than the size. Now, during the summers, it's great. I could take it outside. I could do multiple projects or a large project in there about painting the grass or, you know, vehicles, whatever. But during the winter... As you can see, it's very difficult to make room for that. Like, even with it set up in the garage, I still had to, you know, push it in a little bit to get through and get to the door. Um, I can't leave it set up for any length of time. I definitely would like to get a Smedium like uh, AJ has. That way I can go ahead and utilize it with the shop setup I have without having to move, you know, entire, um, you know, my table saw and whatnot. But going back to – go ahead, your question. No, the uh, the, diff- the main difference I, – I would have kept the large one, but the main difference is you have to put yours together, right? It's not – Yeah, like I, I have like tent rods. And, yeah. You have t- – nothing, Nick? Nothing on that one? No. no yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. I'm anyway. Not, I was waiting for him. So, I mean, do you play but, with your rods to pitch a tent? Whatever, man. Yeah, I had to. It was in the shop. You know, the rods were hitting everything, all my tools and everything. And it's a pain to do inside a closed space like that. So, you want, you know, so fresh air outside, more room, you're not going to hit anything. Um, But you know what? That's what I had. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so I want a smaller one so I can do it. I can put up one in the shop. And, you know, if I could take out the bag, throw it, it pops up, it would be nice. Um, you don't take <laughs> as much time. 
Um, but going back to the Ragnar uh, paint sprayer, it's a great sprayer. It has sprayed everything that I could throw at it um, with very minimal work. It, it does break down to clean very easily. Um, they do have a new model out that is able to break apart where the nozzle is in the actual container. Um, and that's like $50. And basically, you could do the same thing that AJ does. I just haven't seen them selling the, the setup with the, the bottle and the nozzle separately. Um, mm-hmm. They probably do. I just, on Amazon search, I haven't found it. But, I mean, it's a great option for the, the professional hobbyists. That's what I've been labeling myself as. Um, because a Fuji sprayer is quite a bit. You know, we, we spend a lot on tools. We're trying to set up our shops. Um, if you can find a sprayer that does what you need it to do in the meantime, one of the two sprayers or three sprayers we mentioned will definitely get you where you need to go. So I'm telling you that that you, I talked about this many episodes ago, but Total Boat Halcyon, I tried spraying it one time and um, it didn't work out well. It it was spitting. It was not you know laying nice and easy, and just learned that you have to add a little bit of water. Now, my issue with that was they always say it's easy water cleanup. So I'm thinking if you add water to it, how is it going to work right? And I added in just enough um, water to it to thin it just enough. And let me tell you, I love spraying that stuff now. It, it sprayed easy. It mm-hmm. laid nice and easy. And I had no issues with any anything. And I, I sprayed satin. Next one I'll be spraying is I got to get another container, but um, I'll be spraying the gloss on that false floor because... It'll just make it easier, you know, instead of brushing it on and having issues. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely second uh, a spray. A good, even a, a cheaper sprayer is still going to be good enough. You just got to play around with it. Um, I I was even talking to Josh a few times about the what kind of spray was that? The spar urethane, the water based. Oh spar. yeah, yep. I had issues with that, but until I finally realized that I needed to bump, you know, the air pressure up and you know tweak this here and there. It was fine, but um, uh, I definitely recommend the Wagner. Um, I don't like these pictures that I'm getting sent on Instagram. They're not appropriate. It looks they're like very Josh appropriate. Oh, okay. Anyway, I do <laughs> Damn. have any other questions? We, I think that's it. I think that's all we got in for um, this week. All right. But we do have we some are. upcoming events. Yes, let's talk about them. So uh, we have some upcoming events we keep mentioning because we want to let you guys know what's going on with the podcast. Um, So our plan is here on forward, we're going to do a YouTube live the first Tuesday of the month. That's going to start at eight o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And we're going to try to do a giveaway each time we do one of those. Now, it might not be each time, but we're going to attempt to. And this next one, we're going to be giving away Nick. Isotunes Pro. These Isotunes Pro, Pro, Pro. Yeah, these Isotunes setup that uh, we have to give away is uh, Bluetooth noise isolating earbuds. They're great for the shop. They're OSHA compliant, and I wear them. I'm wearing them right now. Uh, I know uh, the other guys wear some uh, or a variation of them. Um, they're outstanding uh, earbuds. So just uh, make sure would- you show up for that that YouTube's. <clears throat> That YouTube live, and uh, we'll be giving those away. But you got to be present to win them. 
Outstanding earbuds with outstanding customer service. That's outstanding. Just outstanding. And to win those, you have to be present at the actual live and subscribe to our channel and follow the sponsor for that giveaway. So it's pretty simple. You know, take some time out of your day, see what's going on with us. Um, It's a great time. And the last weekend or the last week of the month, we're going to have a special guest. Every month, we're going to try to hit a maker from a different state. That's our goal. Um, we'll see how that works out. I, I'm pretty we're, sure we could do that. We're not going to really hit them. Just to <laughs> clarify for everybody, we're not going to go over there and beat them up. But we're gonna no, we're going to try to have them as a guest speaker on the podcast <laughs> the last Tuesday of the month. There you go. That's a little softer. Um, and this month, we're going to have Peter from Petrie's Workshop. He'll be joining what? us uh, this last Tuesday. And uh, talking about some shop stuff and answering some questions. So that's going to be a great episode. Uh, hopefully you guys can look forward to that. And uh, with that, that's what we have going on. Keep a lookout for updates. We'll be updating you guys on our Instagram profiles, the podcast Instagram, and on here. And we'd like to hear from our sponsors, Nick. So that's correct. We want to give a great thank you to our sponsors, Total Boat. They make amazing epoxy, the best on the market, from their Halcyon to high performance, all the way to their deep pour. You don't, you will not be disappointed, I guarantee. So give them a visit at www.totalboat.com. Uh, next up is Sticker Beat. Stickers that last long, but they don't come unstuck unless you want them to. And when you do peel them off, guess what? There's no residue left behind. So you can fully customize your own stickers. Uh, I just purchased some uh, a few weeks back, got about 500 only spent about 120 bucks. Uh, but I used our promo code uh, for 20% off. I got uh, 20% off my order. Uh, the promo code is Sawdust Nation, all small letters, all one word. So check them out at www.stickerbeat.com. And lastly, but not leastly, JTEC Photonics. JTEC Photonics makes outstanding lasers. For CNC machines. Um, if you got the X-Carve, the Shapoko, the Millwright, whatever, it doesn't matter. They got a laser for you. Uh, you get to choose the wattage. They'll make a kit for it. Send it on out. Uh, Jay over there at JTech Photonics has uh, outstanding customer service. Just give them a call or visit the website at www.jtechphotonics.com. And with that being said, AJ. Yo. Well, if you want to reach us, you can reach us at Sawdust Nation Podcast on Instagram. Uh, all three of us have access to it, so you'll never know who you're going to get, and it's always a gamble. Uh, you can also reach myself over at Crafted and NJ. You can reach Josh over at North Country Woodworking, or you can reach Nick over at NPG Creations on Instagram. You can also send in your questions, comments, additions, deletions, anything you want to our Sawdust Nation podcast at gmail.com. Don't send anything you want. There's limitations to it. Um, the other this thing is a would family be, show. Can, it is. And if you want to send the other things, you can send it to North Country Woodworking at gmail.com. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> so anyway. I, would, I would go with the Nick route on that one, NPG Creation, until uh, yes, eat yes. it right up. <laughs> Yes, Nick might even send something else back to you, and uh, you might be scared. So <laughs> hey, we don't only do just sticker sticker exchange over here. Okay, we okay, we're moving on. And <laughs> all right. Um. So, so if you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, 
Yes, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I, um, I was contacted. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page. If you're Don't listening. <laughs> go ahead and uh, leave us a review. We like seeing what you guys think. Um, it's an easy way to give us some feedback on there as well. Five stars help us out um, in any any feedback you want to write. If you don't want to write anything, five stars. There you go. Easy. And with that, I think we're going to wrap this episode up. And uh, Nick, final words. Yeah, I just want to let everybody know to take care of yourself and each other. And until next time, um, bye-byes. Josh wants a hug. So if you want, send your hugs to North Country Woodworking on Instagram. And um, we love you a long time. I'm out. Bye-bye. Keep making sawdust, everybody. Sawdust Nation out. Yeah, so I'm totally going to buy a sprayer. Yeah, I definitely would. It's so much worth it. I mean, like, rattle can is nice once in a while, but uh, spraying, especially uh, clear coat, so easy. Yeah, spray and pray. Cheaper, too. Is it what? Yeah. It's cheaper? It's cheaper. Cheaper to keep her. You're not <laughs> buying a $3 can to spray it and then finish it, and you buy a $13 See, that's, or... That's where my problem that, is. That, I, have a, I have a finishing problem. <laughs> yeah. You can do all the work until it's finishing time, and then he Dude. gets scared. Dude, the rattle can well, only I goes mean, so far. It does. It does.